For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, everybody, welcome into another edition of the Dad Podcast, brought to you by the Man Salon and Bookmaker. Today, we have a special guest, friend of mine since high school, excited to have him a part of the program. Thanks to all of you that continue to listen on iTunes and Spotify. Chris Shepard joins me now. Chris, what's up, buddy? How you doing today, man? Doing good, my man. How you doing, JT? I'm doing wonderful. We've shared the airwaves before, but it's been all about sports. Uh, you've called into my local radio show for years. Uh, we've tried to stump you with trivia on are you smarter than Jerry P? Are you smarter than Bert? And you always kick those guys' ass. So I, I know you got the sports covered, and I know <laughs> the way that you've raised your boys and been, been a husband to your wonderful wife that you got the fatherhood stuff down pretty good as well, man. So we're going to jump around to a bunch of different topics for those of you joining us for the first time the way it works we talk about chris's family first we have some rapid fire fun and then chris gets to pick the dad joke of the day are you nervous about these dad jokes man that you picked the right one dude that's that's a lot of pressure man i mean dad some people take dad jokes serious <laughs> they do they do man uh jerry p my former producer used to come in with the dumbest jokes that i'd ever heard of and like after a while, there were days where I'd just sit there and read off like 20 jokes to him in between breaks, and we just laugh our ass off. And they were all these stupid dad jokes. So we'll get to those in a little bit. We'll start, we'll start though, with your family, man. Uh, lay out for the people what you're working with at the house, man, your wife and kids. Who are they, and what, you, what do you guys have under that roof? Uh, I obviously got the rock of the family, my amazing wife. Um, we've been married for, I better get this right, 14 years here in a couple weeks september we got married in 09 so yeah i did the math right there yeah um been together since 03 like right around thanksgiving of 2003 so i mean we're about to hit the uh 20 year mark on that um two amazing kids got mason and kobe uh mason's 18 years old just graduated from our alma mater at roosevelt here this last spring um, and Kobe's uh, 12 years old, about to start sixth grade at Memorial Middle School. Man, so I got to ask you about having a kid at your old stomping grounds because I'll tell you what, like walking back up into Roosevelt as an adult, uh, you know, covering sports or going to a high school game, like I was just afraid all of a sudden I was going to hear the, the the roar of a golf cart from Miss Jacoby pulling <laughs> up on my ass and telling me I had to go to detention. <laughs> Believe me, man, even though I know almost all that staff that was there when we went there, they're all pretty much gone. I still have that fear walking in there. I'll probably still have that fear in three, four years when Kobe walks in those front doors as a freshman. It's just, it, I mean, even on a golf course, I hear a golf cart and I think it might be Mrs. Jacoby. <laughs> it's so funny, man. We both had to run for her, I'm sure, at some point oh, during, our, during our days. But how weird was that? Like, my kids are eight, five, and four. They're, you know, Beckham's going to be in third grade, Mauer in kindergarten. And they're out here at West Central. So for me, it's it's new, it's fresh. I'm going to do. How weird was it though? Like, did your did your son go to Memorial too then? Yep. So how weird was that? Like to see your kids going to 
you know, whether it was Roosevelt or just being in sort of the neighborhoods you grew up in? Well, I didn't. I actually didn't go to Memorial. I went to Edison. Oh, Edison. Edison. Okay. Edison. Okay. Yep. Yep. But, but, but the Roosevelt part of the Tomcat, but now I guess they're just called the cats. They had to drop the Tom for some reason. I don't know. But uh, um, it, I mean, it was it was kind of surreal just knowing like I'm not even 40 years old, Jeff, and I got a son who's graduated. And when he started high school, it was just like, man, this is this is insane. Like, is he ready for it? Am I ready for it? And then just knowing he was going to the stomping grounds that I was at. I mean, it, the, the good thing is, is. I learned a lot from my mistakes at that age to teach him to be better than I was at that age. Not that I was this hardcore, terrible kid, but I mean, when it came to school, Mason's nothing like me, like that kid, he's, I wouldn't even call him a bookworm, but he's just so smart. Like never had homework, 3.5 plus GPA all through high school. I mean, just, just an incredible kid. So it was, it was that reassured me a little bit knowing like, Hey, he's, he's nothing like I was in high school. I didn't have to worry about getting those phone calls from the principal all the time that my parents dealt with, you know, and, um, detention suspension. Sure. He, he was, he was highly involved with all sorts of activities at school. I kind of was a just sailed by the seat of my pants kind of guy at Roosevelt. Like I walked in the door, the bell rang at three, I walked out and that was, that was about it, you know? Yeah, and I think, you know, it's always interesting to hear sort of, and I've talked to a couple of different dads on this show that have had their kids go to the same high school or the same city even then, uh, and you sort of like, man, I lived some of the dumb moments as a kid, and I was with you, man. You know me. I mean, I mean, like, I was I was involved in some things, but I was also involved in some other things. So, uh, you know, I mean, I, I lived that as well. Uh, I, I, I find myself when my son's getting these, like, student of the month things or, you know, they, these Trojan tributes um, – like, dude, I, I think I had to bribe a teacher to give me student of the month once, man. Like, it wasn't just coming all natural. So, yeah, that's got to be really neat, man. You had to be so proud of him. What's he up to now that he's graduated high school? Uh, right now he's working as an event coordinator over at Sky Zone. Awesome, man. Um, He's kind of kind of taking a little break right now deciding, you know, I mean, he's 18 years old. I really don't expect him to know what he wants to do with the rest of his life. Um, And, I mean, it, there's no need to rush into things if he's not 100% certain on what he wants to do. All you do is end up wasting student loan money, man. Trust me, I can attest right, to that. Right. And I mean, that's the last thing he wanted to do is just to cure a bunch of debt for no reason. So he, he's kind of taking a break right now. Um, he actually got hired on as a football coach at Edison. Awesome. Um, one of his football coaches at Roosevelt this last year got the AD job at Edison and hired Mason on to be a coach. I'm not quite sure if he's going to be doing seventh, eighth grade. You know, it's going to be starting here soon. So we'll find out soon enough. And Right now, I just kind of enjoying being 18 and not having that burden of school starting here in a couple of weeks that Kobe's going to be dealing with. So he's, yeah, man. he's enjoying that and just, you know, taking on that event coordinator role at Sky Zone, you know, going head on with that. So very cool, man. And maybe the coaching thing is, you know, you, you can try these different things out when you're 18. You can go, you know, figure out if that's something you want to do or if you want to stay the hell away from those kids, man. Uh, one way or the other, man, it's a, it's a great way to experiment. The event coordinator thing, I love that, that that's what he's doing. I, I personally didn't figure out what I was going to do till I was like, you know, 21, 22. I moved down to Nashville to figure that out after I spent three years of wasting money at the University of Minnesota. And, man, I wish I could have had those years back, sort of figure out what I wanted to do before I just jumped in. But, I mean, the pressure to go right to college, especially 20 years ago, yeah, um, for a lot of people was especially, um, you know, with with uh, the way that that student loans sort of used to work. Hey, man, we can give you money. Let's go. And it didn't even get talked about as much about mm -hmm. student loan debt, man. That's a really smart decision by him if he doesn't know what he wants to do. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about your wife for a second here. Like you say, rock of the family, like 
how much rock in the family? Like, are we talking rock at Gibraltar? Are we talking about Mount Rushmore? Are we talking about like a rock out in the street? Like, how much is she the rock of your family? All the above, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this 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 woman's amazing. I mean, first of all, if you've known me since high school and she's put up with me for this long. So yeah. I mean, that says that says enough about that woman right there. She's got, she's got a heart of gold. Um, she's a very giving woman, very loving woman. Um, you can lean on her with anything. Um, you know, I mean, a little biased towards my own mother, but she is by far the best mother I've ever seen in my life. That's awesome, man. And, you know, having to deal with just boys at the house, my wife says this all the time. There are too many penises in this house, man. Like she just, <laughs> she says like, dude, it is tough sometimes being a woman in a house. We got four boys, including myself. You got three, man. But yeah, it takes some adjustment, I'm sure for her. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, that, that is so awesome to hear. Honestly, I don't know if she'd agree 100% with me on this, but raising boys is so easy, man. It's so easy compared to girls. It's a lot less stressful. You know, I mean, it's just, it's it's easy. <laughs> it's so much, I mean, there's moments where I hear my, uh, parents of all girls go, yeah, like maybe at this age it was a little bit easier, but like, dude, like once they, once they turn like seven, I, I think I like get that point. It, from then on, I'll I'm, take boys all day. Imagine yourself, Jeff. Your three kids are what, eight, five, and three? Yeah. Imagine if they were girls and you had um, 16, 13, and 11 in your house at the same time. I don't, own a gun. I don't own a gun, but I would. <laughs> I, was, I was talking to David Herbster, the athletic director at South Dakota, University of South Dakota, and I said – Hey man, so like he has all girls. I said, so like when the guys come over to meet the the girls, did you like meet him at the front door and point to your shotgun at the mantle? And he goes, I just answered the door because David Herbster's like six seven, six eight. So he sort of <laughs> he sort of scared him at the door, but he's like, yeah, I just I made sure they knew I was home. <laughs> a, a good friend of mine has three daughters. In that same scenario, just kind of laying out for you, they're going to be a couple years apart from each other. One of them's, I believe, she'll be a junior in high school this year. And then I think it's eighth grade and sixth grade might be freshman and sixth grade. But I've, him and I have joked around about doing the Martin Lawrence, Will Smith scene from Bad Boys with his daughters when boys show up to pick them up. Man, I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. Krista Shepard joining us here on the Dad Podcast brought to you by Bookmaker and the Man Salon. Get your haircut today at the Man Salon. Have you ever used any of our gift cards that you, you have won at the Man Salon? Because I'm sure at some point you've won those from us over the years. I personally haven't because, I mean, on the podcast, you won't be able to see it, but, Jeff, you can see it. Like, <laughs> There's no need. There's no need. I take care of this loveliness at home by myself here. Um, I usually give those gift cards to Mason or Allison yep. use them for Kobe. There you go. They look good. I've seen your kids in pictures, man. They look good at the Mansalot. My kids get their haircuts at the Mansalot as well, themansalot.net, for all the locations. And if you're an entrepreneur, there are now franchise opportunities with the Mansalot. Check them out today. Our good friend Sean over there running a great operation. You can be a part of it as well, the Man Salon, themansalon.net. All right, let's talk about your younger son, Colby, man. Um, so for those that don't know, uh, it's it's one of those situations where like being a dad is hard enough, being a father is hard enough, and then you throw into the mix uh, a life-threatening illness, which your son, Kobe has gone through. Um, I couldn't imagine, man, and I've told you that on numerous occasions. Like, it's hard enough just chasing the kids around and, and all of that. And every time my kids get sick, I worried it's the worst that actually happened to you. Um, describe what that's been like as he battles it for a second time, go over sort of when it first happened and some of the details and, and how he's doing, man. 
Um, the first time he was diagnosed, it was uh, August of 2015. Um, he was diagnosed with uh, acute lymphoblastic leukemia. Okay. Um, it's a very common leukemia, which is good and bad, I guess. I mean, it's it's good because they have a lot of knowledge, research, treatment plans for it. Um, okay. Bad because it's just, it sucks that like, it's so common that they have statistics. I say, yeah, it's very common among children. And it's like, man, like, why are so many kids dealing with this crap? Um, when he was first diagnosed in 2015, like, as a dad, I've never felt more helpless in my life, man. Because yeah, like you that, were saying, like with your kids, when they get sick, cough, flu, cold, stuff like that, we, we just kind of know like growing up with our parents, there's stuff you can do to help help deal with that. You know, you know, chicken noodle soup, you know, cold washcloth, rest, take it easy at this. When he was diagnosed the first time, I mean, there was there was nothing I could do. but just put my trust and my faith in what the doctors had and the plans that they laid out in front of us and just hope for the best. And um we thought we had the best man he fought for three years finished treatment in november of 2018 yep went back to just being a normal kid got you know, to be the fought. ambassador for the sanford international yeah amazing tee shot to open that tournament that year that was in 2021 i mean right down the middle that was that was pretty cool we got he got some pointers from steve stricker the day before and that was really awesome um but yeah, he battled up until 2018 and, you know, he went back to being a kid, which he was still being a kid when he was going through treatment the first time, played T-ball, flag football, uh, baseball. Um, and then this last November, Allison took him in just for, he had just going for like blood work every so often since his treatment ended, which sure. common procedures. And there was just some abnormalities in his blood work in November and, um, they said, Hey, let's just wait a month. It could be a lot of different things. It's, you know, November is that time of the year, cold flus going around. It could just be, Hey, he's trying to fight off some sort of virus or illness. So we came back a month later and his blood work was worse. Um, so they said they needed to do a, a bone marrow biopsy. And I mean, it was, that was on December 20th of 2022. And the devastating news hit us again, and here we are in August of 2023, and he's still fighting like a true champion that he is. And you know, I mean, it's another another long battle for us here. They're looking at three years plus again for him. Um, but you know, this this time around has been probably a lot harder on all of us. Is it because he's older and he's he realizes it a little bit more? Yeah, he's he gets what's going on a lot more. Um, you don't ever want to, as a parent, see your kid go through this once, let alone right. twice. Right. And then just to kind of hear, like, it wasn't supposed to happen. Um, the leukemia he had before the percentage chance of a relapse was insanely low. Crazy. So the odds of him relapsing was just kind of like a, I don't want to say a slap in the face, but it was just like, why, why him? Sure. Um, you know, we had, we had done everything we were supposed to followed along with, you know, his, his checkups when we were supposed to. And, you know, I mean, we, we've changed our lifestyle around as far as what we're eating at home and, you know, chemicals that are around the house that 
have been known as carcinogens in this world. And, you know, I mean, so it, it, like I said, it was kind of just like a, a gut punch when it happened again. Like, why? And so you said the the treatment for this is 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 a couple of years. Like, what what's 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 his uh, health at right now as he goes through this? Does it take years to get better? Where where is he at health wise? Um, right now he's he's in like an infusion phase where he's getting access all the time through his port and getting chemo that way. Okay. And then come around November, or so he'll be in what's called the maintenance phase, where it's a lot of oral chemo at home. He'll still have to go in for a few infusions and stuff like that. And then that maintenance phase will last a couple years. Um, they, they, they say, you know, about five years post-treatment is kind of when they quote unquote, consider you in the all clear, but you know, with childhood cancer of any form for the rest of his life, he'll have, he'll have higher risks of, of other problems occurring, but you know, I mean, we'll we'll cross those bridges bridges in those paths when we get there. Like right now, we're just we're worried about not even so much next month's treatment. We're worried about the treatment phase that he's in today. Yep. You know, and I mean, that's that's the best we can do is just kind of live for today and hope for tomorrow. How have you changed as a dad through all of this? Whew. Um, it humbles you big time, man. <laughs> you you definitely enjoy every little moment. You know, I mean. Kobe and I are huge into sports and collecting memorabilia. Um, he's, he's gotten really big into like collecting cards lately. Him and I just, I'm like a little kid again. We sit there and we open packs of cards and yeah. it doesn't even matter. Like it could be 91 football cards. And I'm just like, Oh man, Kobe, this dude was an animal when I was a kid. <laughs> and he's like, Oh yeah, dad, I've, I've read stuff about him or seen stuff about him and highlights of that. Media, dad. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just been, you know, little things like that. I definitely take advantage of more. Um, you don't say no quite as much probably as you should in this situation, <laughs> but like, how can you? Right. You know? I agree. Yeah. I can't, can't imagine, Chris. I really can't, man. I know I've said that. And I'm sure you've heard a hundred thousand people tell you that, but like, dude, it's, it's amazing the way that you guys continue with your lives and continue. He is an inspiration to so many people, man. So keep telling him to fight his butt off and um, keep up uh, that, that fight because so many people are cheering for him. And I know you guys have done an amazing job of trying to keep life as normal as possible as you guys as you guys do go through it. I do I do wonder this though. I've never asked you this. How have you balanced making sure that you give enough attention to your other son while you have to give so much attention to your other son who's dealing with cancer and then, you know, balancing that and how has he handled that? Because I mean, I'm sure at some point, you know, the 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 number of minutes you spend with Kobe goes up because you have to take him to so many doctor appointments and do all that versus your other son Mason. That's the ultimate question right there, man. Um, it's it's tough because, I mean, both my wife and I just think all the time, like, are we not giving Mason enough attention that he needs and deserves? Um, but, I mean, we we definitely try. We, we try, both of us try to have some one-on-one -on -one time with each of the kids and do things with just them. Um, the, the nice thing I think that helps a lot is the the age difference between my two boys. You know, they're 18 and 12. So Mason, he's a, more independent when it comes to stuff. You know, he's older, working a job, stuff like that. So this this go around has been a, a little bit easier. I mean, like I said, we're all taking it harder as far as it being back. 
sure. but this go around it's been a little bit easier um it helps like mason and i play on a men's league softball team together which man that's it's incredible to be able to play a, a sport with your child that's I've, neat man i've coached mason since he was six and when he turned 16 we joined a men's league together and it's just it's been unreal there's there's moments i just sit back in awe like looking like I'm on the sharing the field with my son. Like the first time I ran out to the outfield with him and slow pitch softball, which I, I don't do the outfield much anymore, man. I don't, I don't move around like I used to. So, <laughs> but the first time I ran out there, man, just, I was playing right field. He was playing right center and slow pitch softball and just looking over and just, you almost have to like, remember, Hey, I am playing this game right now. So I got to pay attention, but it's just, it's surreal. So I, mean, I try to balance it out with little things like that. Like him and I have those softball moments um we have our Niners games that we watch together um like last year when Mason was playing football we spent a lot of time like talking about like game plans that Roosevelt would have for their next opponent stuff that he he thinks he may have done wrong on these certain plays so him and I have like a way different relationship when it comes to sports than me and Kobe have like Mason and I are more of a breaking down type of sports relationship um Kobe and I are more of a fanatic type of relationship Sure. But it's, it, 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 I'm not going to lie, man. It's, it's incredibly tough to, to balance it out because, um, obviously with what Kobe's going through, that thing, it, it trumps everything. Yeah. You know, and again, I think that age gap between the two, Mason's so very understanding with all of it that, you know, I mean, he, he gets it. It's his little brother. He wants the best for him, too, you know? Hey, man, keep up that fight for you guys and for him. Um, very, very, inspirational but uh as real as it gets man and i think uh sharing those stories uh are important for a lot of people that listen to this show and that that are going through whether it's that or something similar man so well done by you and your wife and uh well done by your kiddos there uh we're gonna go from heavy stuff to some lighter stuff now krista shepherd with us on to dad podcast brought to you by our good friends at the man salon and bookmaker go to bookmaker dot eu sign up today and if you sign up they'll give you a hundred dollar free bet for free no strings attached just shoot them a tweet let them know you signed up they'll put that in your account at bookmaker underscore eu you can also email customer service tell them you heard them on the dad podcast and they will give you a hundred dollar free bet no strings attached just sign up today at bookmaker dot eu all right chris this is the rapid fire section of the show and we will get to the dad jokes in just a second first rapid fire question Who's the best TV dad of all time? Oh, man. I, I've i listened to quite a few of your podcasts here, and almost everyone says Danny Tanner, Bob Saget. Um, I mean, I I might go with, like, uh, Peter Griffin or something like that. But... Oh, yeah, dude. I love that answer, man. Think of living in that household, man, with Peter Griffin. His <laughs> weird ways of still being an awesome, attentive dad. Yeah, poor Meg, though. <laughs> no, poor Meg, poor Meg. Man, you know who you wouldn't want to be the son of? Quagmire, okay? Like, <laughs> you'd walk in on some crazy shit, man. That's for sure. All right, best. Now, this isn't favorite. I want the best Atlanta Braves player in our lifetime. You and I both share an admiration for the Atlanta Braves. But since 1985, who's the best Atlanta Braves player since then? Come on, man. Mr. Larry Wayne Jones Jr. himself, chipper. Better than Ronald Acuna Jr.? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we may change. 40 years from now, we may change that. Oh, three, four years from now, that answer definitely could change. Definitely could change. 
But, but Chipper's – I'm with you, man. I think Chipper – and you know what? I'd take probably – man, um, I might take I might take Maddox or Smoltz over Acuna just because pitching is so important, man. Um, oh, yeah. I just, those guys were so dominant in their day. I mean – Freddie Freeman's up there too. Uh, like we could, we could go down the list of great Braves. But God, man, Chipper is probably. I'd probably agree with you on that one. Who hey, has better? Let me ask you real quick. Sure. How did you become a Braves fan? So my dad and my mom got divorced when I was a kid, and my dad lived in South Carolina, and so we would go to Fulton County Stadium back okay. in the day. I, I'd fly into Atlanta. He'd meet me there, or or he would fly with me, and we'd go to the, the Atlanta, and then we drive. It's like two and a half hours away from where he lived. And okay. it was a cheaper flight. So we'd go to the old Fulton County Stadium, man. And then I went to uh, Turner Field. And I have not been to the new one yet. I haven't been to the new one either. Yeah, man. But that's how I became. How about you? Um, my grandma actually used to babysit Greg Olson. Like, really? Yeah, like long, obviously long time ago. So she had Greg Olson, like baseball cards and pictures all over her house. And then obviously you remember when we were kids, Ted Turner owning the team. We got yeah. 162 games a year on TBS, man. Yeah, man. So, I mean, if you were if you were not going to be a Twins fan, if you weren't going to be a Twins fan, most of our friends were either Cubs fans or or you know you'd find people that were throughout the country too, just because you could watch them on WGN and watch them on TBS. Yeah. So I mean, that that's a lot of it. Was seeing all the brave stuff at my grandparents' house and then the TBS factor. So, who has better fashion taste, you or your wife? Ooh. I'm going to say my wife. <laughs> You're not she, sleeping on the couch tonight, man. That's a good choice. She'd she be banging, dude. <laughs> <laughs> What's something you tell your kids not to do and you realize you're old? I tell them to turn off the lights <laughs> and I still leave them on. But like, I'm like, turn off those lights. And I'm like, damn, that's something my mom would tell me. Don't slam the door. Don't slam the door. That's a good one, too. Um, dad job you prefer. Shoveling snow or mowing the lawn? Mowing the lawn. Shoveling snow sucks. Sucks, dude. (laughs) Sucks. I got a guy for both of them. Uh, (laughs) Hate them both. What's the appropriate speed on the highway, on the interstate? Flow of traffic. Great answer. Great answer. You're not too old then. Uh, What's the oldest shirt in your closet? Um. Tell, dude, dude, I, mean, I don't know if I don't know if you had one of these t-shirts, but oh, the, the tie-dye senior class shirt, best buds. <laughs> did you have one of those? I had one yeah. of those. Dude. I couldn't remember, dude, if you did yeah. or not. Like, till yeah. like six, seven years ago, I still had one of those in my closet, and at some point, I think it got ripped. But there's yeah. not a there's not a better school senior t-shirt than the ones we wore, where it was tie-dye said best buds. And the and marijuana references on the back. Like there's nothing. Rated Roosevelt High with all my buds. Yeah, I came up with that. I mean, I was so proud of myself, dude. Like I couldn't write for crap in school, but I came up with that line. Man. They, they, the day we wore them for homecoming week, they said we could wear them that day, and any other day they had to be inside out. Inside out, man. Inside out, dude. Oh, Those I don't. I don't have that shirt anymore either. So honestly, it, it would probably have to be. Oh, uh, maybe my Ronnie Lott jersey. 
Okay. Which, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm over 30 now. So according to you, I can't wear that thing anymore. Dude, listen, listen, you can't, but I can't. I don't know if you've heard the, the, the addendum to that, but if my kid wants to wear a jersey to a game and he asked me to wear it with him, I can wear it with him, but nobody else. When Kobe and I went to Milwaukee a few weeks ago for the Braves Brewers, I wore my round of the Acuna, Acuna jersey for that. Uh, no you can do that too. I'll, 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 I won't. I won't put a mark on your on your fan rules book. Okay, <laughs> you're good to go. Uh, I graduated Roosevelt High with all my buds. Maybe the best ever, dude. Like, there's prove me wrong. Anyone out there that has a better shirt? Uh, all right, Big Poppy or Shaq Daddy? I'm I'm a Diesel fan, man. I love me some Shaquille O'Neal. All right, if you have an 8 a.m. flight, we're gonna see how old you are here. If you have an 8 a.m. flight, what time do you need to get to the airport? Can I ask a question off that question? Yes, 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 yes. What airport am I at? Sioux Falls. 8 a.m. flight? Yep. 6.45. Oh, wow. That's a good one, man. I like. I, I think that's about right. Um, for me, I'm, I'm usually there an hour, hour, little over an hour. But, yeah, Sioux Falls, you're good to go. Okay. Who would you rather have as your dad? Freddie Freeman, Fred McGriff, or Tom Glavin? Since I kind of grew up when he was there, I mean, I love Tom Glavin, but I got to go the, the crime dog, Fred McGriff. Oh, that's a good answer. Yeah. I think I think I would probably choose him of those three as well. So there you go, yeah. the dad, the dad, rapid fire. Fred Fred McGriff, the crime dog. I think that's a great answer. I mean, Tom Glavin seems like he'd be a little rough on the edges as a dad. Like he'd be that, tough. That's why. That's why I didn't pick him because I mean, I, I love some Tom Glavin. You know, I'm, I'm a lefty. He's a lefty. You know, he, he seemed to always be kind of one of the, the real consistent guys in our staff. I mean, that staff that we had, it was hard to say that one was better than the other. But, man, I, I love Tom Glavin. But, yeah, it was like you said, I think he was a little rough around the edges, probably outside of baseball. Yeah, I agree with you on that as well. All right, man, to dad, rapid fire brought to you by Bookmaker, bookmaker.eu. Sign up today, $100 free bet for you, no strings attached. Make sure you tweet at him, at bookmaker underscore EU. They'll get you hooked up right after you do so. Send them a direct message. Hit them up on Twitter. Email them on their customer service. Tell them you you heard about Bookmaker on the Dad Podcast. Sign up today at bookmaker.eu. All right, let's get to the Dad Jokes of the Day, brought to you by Mansalon, the Mansalon.net. I'm going to give you three of them, Chris, and you got to tell me which is the best dad joke of the day. Um, First one, if prisoners could take their own mug shots, what would they be called? Selfies. <laughs> Joke number two. What's Forrest Gump's password? One Forrest one. <laughs> oh man, that might that might be that might be that might be one of my favorites, man. Uh, and and finally, what do you call a Frenchman wearing sandals? Felipe flop. <laughs> so is it the sandals? Is it forest or is it the selfies? What's the best dad joke of the day? One forest one. <laughs> what is Forrest Gump's password? One forest one. Uh, that was great. Krista Shepard. Those were the dad jokes of the day brought to you by the man salon. Hey man, this was a lot of fun. It was it was really great to hear 
an update on your son, Kobe. Great to hear about Mason and your wonderful wife, Allison, as well. Uh, thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, JT. Can't wait right, you to guys, again. Absolutely, buddy. You can check out the Dad Podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Make sure you like, subscribe. Thanks to everyone that continues to listen there. Thanks to Bookmaker and the Man Salon, as well as another page has turned here on the Dad Podcast. Look forward to hanging out next week. Be well, y'all.